It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app on your iOS device today and join me Monday at noon to talk about this Reds Diamondbacks series. That's Locker Room. They're changing the way we talk sports. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. I'm a super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. On today's podcast, I welcome in Miller Thomas from the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. We're going to get you set for this series. We're going to talk about some key players for each team, looking at some of the possible starting pitchers. The Diamondbacks rotation is in a little bit of a flux, so we're not entirely sure, but we make a couple of guesses and look at some impact bats in the Diamondbacks lineup now that Cattell Marte will not be playing in this series. That's all coming up here in just a minute. Before we jump into that, though, Make sure you are following the podcast on all the many podcasting apps. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save that Locked On Reds line number into your phone for comments, reactions, questions, whatever you've got. 513-549-0159. All right, the housekeeping is out of the way. Let's jump into my chat with Millard. Doing a little crossover today with the Locked On Reds. We got Jeff Carr. First time talking to Jeff Carr. Jeff, say what's up to the Lockdown listeners over on the D-back side. Miller, I appreciate you having me for everybody out in the desert. I've always wanted to come to Arizona. I'm hoping uh, next spring training to come out that way, but uh, always wanted to go out there. So uh, looking forward to this series. Looking forward to staying up really late. Yeah, I know uh, Locked On Dodgers host Vince Samperio was out here for a little spring training. Are you? Do you live in Cincinnati nice. or near the area? I do, just north of Cincinnati, about 15 minutes from the, the ballpark. It's funny because on opening day, I went down with a buddy, and uh, my buddy forgot his wallet in his truck at my house. And so we like got all the way down there, and he's like, oh, I need my wallet. And I'm like, ah, whatever, it's not that far. We'll go back to the house and grab it. And it's, nobody should be without their wallet. I mean, come on. But but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's very tempting for a guy like me that does not mind jumping on a uh, game, you know, a, uh, a, an app that sells tickets on game day. And, and just head on down to the ballpark for a few. Yeah, what's the weather out there right now in Cincinnati? Today and yesterday have been very, very nice. I've been 
donning the shorts and the flip flops. Uh, we actually had some rain go through today, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's finally warm. We're we're not worried about that dreaded S word, the the snow. <laughs> okay, because it's starting to heat up a little bit here in the valley. We got a pretty consistently above ninety nowadays, so we're gonna be touching one hundred pretty soon here. I think, and I'm just not excited, especially once we enter May. It's it just gonna be brutal here. But we're not here to talk about the weather, Jeff. We're here to talk about <laughs> some baseball. And speaking of you know hot weather in the valley, the Cincinnati Reds are red hot right now, five and one on the season. Uh, the offense has been incredible. Just what are your early takeaways so far uh, from this point of the season? What were your expectations level, you know, coming into the season? And have they, you know, surpassed that, met those expectations? What are your just early takeaways right now from the Reds? Just in the first six games, I have been blown away. Opening day, if it weren't for the fact that it was like 20 degrees with the wind chill and Luis Castillo could not get the grip on his changeup, uh, that might have been a totally different story. I mean, he he was not saying anything like that in the post game, saying that blaming anything, but he said the hit, the St. Louis Cardinals hitters were just better that day. But they bounced back in such a huge way because the storyline for the Reds coming into the season was will the lineup bounce back? They averaged just a sneeze over four runs a game last year. And it was anytime they got a lead, it was of the one run variety. And we're all just chewing off our nails for the rest of the game because they never played add on. It felt like in any game that they won, much less any game that they lost in the lat in the latter half of the innings. So I, I, wasn't sure what to expect. I was hoping for good things. Lord knows I was not expecting this kind of start. I saw a stat today that said the first six games of 1976, the Big Red Machine scored two less runs than this lineup this year. I don't know what that means. I know I'm excited. I'm I'm not sitting here and saying that with still 156 games left to go that they're going to be like World Series contenders, but they can at least meet our wildest hopes for the the, uh, preseason because I really felt like uh, I felt like the Reds could compete. I felt like most of Reds country felt like the Reds could compete for this division. And with the Pirates just looking as terrible as they did and taking two out of three against the Cardinals, that feeling has definitely done nothing but go up. Yeah, and I kind of had the same feeling, you know, the same expectations with the D-backs or the same questions, I should say. Uh, Can this team bounce back in 2021? Because 2020 was an awful year from them. And 2019 showed a lot more promise than 2020 did. And so far, it looks like a a continuation of the 2020 season for the D-backs. So, you know, lucky for you that your team is bouncing back. But I can't say the same as a D-backs fan over here. They're struggling. And I'm nervous for this series, honestly, because looking at that Reds offense, uh, I was looking at MLB, you know, just the team statistics around the MLB. The Reds lead MLB in average with 316 average, OPS 1002, home runs 14, runs scored 57. I mean, this Reds offense is just ridiculous right now. So can this Reds offense, do you believe it's sustainable? Maybe they're not the best offense in baseball, but can they finish as a top three to five offense in the NL at least? I think top five is doable, and, and I think that it, it it all boils down to the fact that the guys who are producing right now are not the main guys that you'd be expecting. In fact, the way that they have constructed the lineup, the three and the four hitters 
have been Joey Votto and Eugenio Suarez. And those are the two worst bats in the lineup for the first six games of the season. It's it's blown me away that the bottom half of this order has done as well as it has. And just kind of a microcosm to describe the success that the bottom half of the order has had in the 14-1 to game where they beat the Pirates by that crazy margin – the bottom half of the line, the six, seven, and eight hitters were nine for 12, just all over the place. And it's led by the rookie second baseman, Jonathan India, who came out of nowhere in this spring training. And that's not a, uh, that's not hyperbole. I'm not like just trumping up this story for no reason. I thought for Jonathan India, this was a make or break year for his prospect status, let alone not to mention any sort of impact on the major leagues. And now he started his career with a six game hitting streak. He looks amazing on the defense. His glove is like a magnet. I I, I love what I've seen out of him. And I've, I've been so impressed with how that has all gone that I firmly believe that this this offense can average at least a run better than they did last year. And I think that that can put them in the argument for top five in the NL. Coming up, we're going to talk about a key member of the Diamondbacks lineup that will not be in this series. And we got that more coming up. Before we jump into that, though, I was taking a look at the line on this game at betonline.ag. The uh, minus one and a half is on the Reds with a bit of a value, plus 120. I would love to take that as hot as they are. I just There's some kind of a uh, little bit of pause there with Taylor Widener on the mound. He talked about him a little bit. He pitched very well against the San Diego Padres in his first start. So I don't know if he's got a little bit of magic in him or something like that. So I don't know. I'm kind of feeling to lean off that. However, the over-under is set at nine. I'm thinking that this is going to go over, although so is the public. And the value is not on the over. The value is on the under. So I may just lay off of the Reds-Diamondbacks game altogether. But if you want to jump in on the action, head on over to BetOnline. Dot ag and set up your profile today. Enter the promo code locked on and you'll get 50% more added onto your initial deposit. That's betonline.ag and the promo code locked on. Get all of the sports news that you need for your day in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski takes a look around the sports world and brings you the biggest news in every single sport. Check out the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and looking at your lineup, you guys got a lot of ballers or a lot of players that are balling out right now. I mean, three dudes, or at least a 385 average, not to mention a couple other dudes who are around 350, 315. So the, the Reds lineup is going crazy right now. And Mike Moustakis, I'm just looking at his numbers because I feel like he's always a guy who's putting up pretty productive seasons, but never seems like anyone ever wants to pay him or keep him around, or keep him around <laughs> for the long term. So uh, I think that's a good pickup, honestly, by the Cincinnati Reds. I'm looking at his 20 
2020 stats, they, you know, they didn't pop off the page, but he's still only 32 years old. So he's not even that old. And he leads in uh, the national league and walks right now. So his OBP is going crazy, 560 OBP. So good for Joey Votto, but looking at, you know, the rest of the roster, there was one weakness I did find with the Cincinnati Reds when looking at your splits and your ninth inning year, right? You guys giving up seven earned runs in the ninth inning this season for a 10.5 ERA, I believe. So how worried are you about that closer position for the Cincinnati Reds? Slightly, but only because I can't really explain what's been going on with Amir Garrett. He has two appearances this year, which may be part of it. Maybe it's rust and he just hasn't shaken it off yet. But in the two appearances, he faced the Pirates. And in both appearances, he gave up home runs. In his first, it was a solo home run. And in his second, he loaded the bases and gave up a good old grand salami, which at that point, the Reds were leading by 11. So it was all just garbage time stuff anyway. But... On the other end of the spectrum, you're thinking, okay, is this just him being a little bit too comfortable with the lead and grooving a couple of pitches that he was just hoping would be quick ground balls and get out of here and go home? Or is there something bigger? So there's at least a question mark with him. Coming into the season, though, I I firmly believe that they have three guys, especially if Sean Doolittle, I mean, currently his fastball average velocity is ticking back up toward where it was a couple of years ago, which is huge news for him. But with him, they've got three guys that can really be the ace of the bullpen. You got Garrett, you got Doolittle, and you got Lucas Sims, who his last outing, uh, they were looking at the stat cast numbers on his slider. The spin rate was like top three in the league. And he had just crazy movement on it. Pirates couldn't do anything with him. He looked phenomenal. So I, they got a righty and a lefty, and then Sean Doolittle, another lefty, that could really be that anchor in the bullpen. Plus, they've got TJ Antone, who could be a starter, could be a reliever, and they've got uh, Michael Lorenzen on the shelf. We don't know when they're getting him back. So as we move through the season, the bullpen can be very stacked. And I, I, I'm kind of with you, though. I am a little bit worried as to what's going to happen in a close game because they haven't played one of those yet. Yeah, and I'm not sure if we're going to see a close game against uh, – I'm not sure if we're going to see a close game in this series, honestly. I mean, the D-backs just lost Ketel Marte in last night's game, and the first game without him, they get no hit through six innings. So that, that tells you all you need to know about the D-backs offense. It is lifeless without without Ketel Marte because he was arguably – you know, you, you could put him in the argument, you know, it was only a week into the season, but he was playing arguably the best baseball of anyone in Major League Baseball, and to see him go, the D-backs have really no – one that no one else in that lineup that is contributing right now so uh, I'm scared if the Reds put up a lot of runs in this series what's that's gonna what that's gonna mean for the D-backs honestly in this series uh that is a bummer to hear I'll, I'll be honest I was really looking forward to watching Kettle Marte and yeah, that's what happened before the Pirates series Key Brian Hayes went down I was really looking forward to watching him it's like guys you know we only get to see you a couple of times I want to watch Kettle Marte come on now yeah, and is he seemed to pull up with a hamstring injury when he was run, run, uh, running out a grounder to first, but they put him on the 10-day injured list. They said it's not too serious. We still don't know the full extent of the injury. I think we're still waiting on a couple MRIs there, so we'll see with the Ketel Marte injury, but we were talking off the pod, and apparently we play each other again in a couple of weeks, so hopefully Ketel Marte is back by that point. But before we get there, we got to talk about tomorrow's matchup because the D-backs is going to be their home opener tomorrow. And 
technically, arguably, the best D-backs pitcher is going to be on the mound tomorrow. Might be surprising to say, but Taylor Widener, who made his first major league start uh, against the Padres, uh, you know, the other day, um, he, he's going to be on the mound tomorrow for this home opener. Caleb Smith was just taking out the lineup, uh, not the lineup, but the rotation, and Taylor Widener is basically replacing him in that rotation. So we got Tyler Motley on the mound tomorrow for the Cincinnati Reds. So what can you tell me about him? Molly has, I mean, his first start looked every bit the part of what Reds fans want to see. He had nine strikeouts in five innings, gave up a couple of base runners, but for the most part limited that. And he's really what got this whole thing going with this five-game win streak. Uh, he's a guy that no one's expecting him to step in and contend for the Cy Young, but everybody expects that he can pitch well enough to lead the Reds to be able to win 55% of his starts, which is exactly what Trevor Bauer did last year. And while he's not going to go make $40 million with the Dodgers next season, he's still got a ton of talent. Dude's got a great fastball slider combo. And then whenever he faces lefties, he has really worked in the split finger changeup type pitch over the last couple of years and really induces a lot of ground ball. So he's got a nice mix of pitches that Derek Johnson has really helped him hone in on. And and us Reds fans here, we, we love DJ. DJ can coach a pitcher. I don't care. Like, if, if they sign you or me, Millard, I, I'm telling you, I think by, like, two years we'd be elite pitchers with Derek Johnson's coaching. This guy is a wizard. And Tyler Malley is just one of the many success stories with that. Although – I was looking at Widener, and when you're talking about making a impact pitching against that Padres lineup and out pitching Chris Paddock, it's nothing to shake a stick at. Yeah, and I was, you know, surprised to see what Taylor Widener did because it was just a guy I didn't really think much of. I was like, all right, he's going to come in, be, a, you know, a six man in this rotation, kind of just like a spot starter. So if he gave up four earned runs to the uh, to the Padres, I wasn't going to make much of it. I didn't think he was going to be a guy to be in the wrong, uh, be in the rotation for the long term, honestly, because I thought he was only going to be there because Zach Gallen is out of the rotation right now with injury. But after that horrendous start by Caleb Smith, who everyone is getting flashbacks of Robbie Ray pitching when they see Caleb Smith, uh, Taylor Widener had to stay in the rotation. Honestly, he's so far, he's been the best pitcher in this rotation through the first week and a half of the season. He's the only one to pitch six innings of a ball game. Uh, Luke Weaver went five and two thirds last night, but he gave up three solo home runs. So it, it was an up and down start. It's so hard to figure out how good that start was last night. So Taylor Widener, only three hits against the the Padres and he wasn't even doing anything crazy against the Padres. He just did what a lot of these D-backs pitchers can't do, which is attack the strike zone. And he, he has something that a lot of these other pitchers don't have as well, which is fastball velocity. Most of these D-backs pitchers, especially like a Mass and Bumgarner, he's usually topping out at 89, 90 miles per hour. But <laughs> Taylor Weiner, he can pump it up to 95, even 96 miles per hour with the change up around 86, a slider around 84. So he's got good variability. He doesn't have the most crazy stuff, but he He's a solid pitcher, so I'm curious what he does against that Reds lineup uh, tomorrow because it's the D-backs home opener, first home game of the season. I think they're expecting 20,000 fans there, so there's going to be a, a lot of people in attendance, a, a pretty big capacity. Do you know what the capacity is at uh, Cincinnati right now? Right now it's 12 and change. Um, we're doing 30% on the total capacity for the stadium. I think it's uh, 12,280. 
right now. I, <laughs> you'd think I remember. They talked about it on opening day when I was down there, uh, but it was really cold. So remembering numbers was hard. In just a minute, we're going to talk about some players to look for in this Diamondbacks lineup now that Marte will not be there. Before we get into that, though, I've been telling you guys about Built Bar for a while now. It is the best protein bar on the market. When you think protein bar, you think, oh, it's going to be chalky. It's going to be disgusting and taste like cardboard. Built Bar is not that way. It's 100% real chocolate and amazing flavors on top of the fact that it has low sugar, low fat, and it's high in protein. Check out BuiltBar.com today with the promo code LOCKED15. You'll save 15% off your next order. Test me. Prove what I'm saying about the fact that this is the best protein bar on the market. You'll find that I'm right. They've got amazing flavors. If you're looking for peanut butter flavors, if you're looking for chocolate, they've got a ton of different chocolate flavors. 100% real chocolate in all of their bars. 0% guilt. Also, if you've got a peanut allergy or something like that, their non-peanut flavors are produced in a totally different factory that does not touch any sort of peanut or anything like that, so you can have confidence knowing your allergy is not going to flare up with Built Bar. Check it out today, BuiltBar.com, and enter the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. BuiltBar.com and the promo code LOCKED15. Be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy expert Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but yeah, it's about 12,208. I was going to ask you, you were talking about with Ketel Marte out, the lineup looks a little weak. What about Tim LaCastro? What can Reds fans expect from him? Yeah, uh, Tim LaCastro, he's uh, he's a speedster, honestly. He's a burner, and he's a good contact hitter. The thing with Tim LaCastro, he's not really a power guy. He pretty much has no power at all. When it comes to slugging, home runs, that's not something you can expect from Tim LaCastro. I believe he only has four home runs over like 150 games played in his major league career. So you're not going to get home runs from Tim LaCastro, but he did have one in the first game of the season. But he's not really an everyday, uh, everyday outfielder. He's more of a platoon guy. He's playing more right now because, Cole Calhoun's out the lineup and now Ketel Marte's out the lineup too so that's two outfielders out the lineup so we're gonna have Tim LeCaster out there a lot you're gonna see some Paven Smith out there who is a a first rounder by the D-backs a few years ago as a first baseman out there playing corner outfield just because we need (laughs) someone out there David Peralta is out there so this D-backs lineup is uh, pretty weak right now and just looking at their overall lineup on baseball reference right now uh, Carson Kelly hasn't played a lot only 13 at bats but he's got 462 at Average, which is pretty good. But after that, the best player in the lineup is probably a Jubal Cabrera, which is not oh, wow. saying much at 35 years old, a uh, big offseason signing to like a one-year deal. Uh, he, he's probably <laughs> playing the best baseball of any D-back with Ketel Marte out the lineup right now. I always liked as Drupal Cabrera. Looking forward to watching. I I did not realize he was in Arizona. I should keep up with that more. But that's uh that's pretty I, I like watching him play. That I'm I'm looking forward to this series just because I don't get to see Arizona a whole lot. So this is going to be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, and I do want to ask you one more thing before we wrap up because yeah, yeah. one guy who was on my fantasy team last year that got me, you know, some good points was Rachel Iglesias. And uh, looking at the bullpen right now, he's not there anymore. So I just, he, I know he's in uh, LA right now with the Angels. So I just want to know what happened between that relationship between uh, you two guys. There's a, uh, they, they said repurposing of money. I didn't see them spend it. Uh, so I think they just repurposed it to the pockets. Um, no, they, they traded him, uh, for Noe Ramirez, a infield prospect named Leonardo Rivas, and, uh, just basically freeing up his spot in the payroll. And what was weird was they also sent money to the angels for that deal. So it's like they paid the angels to take him off their hands. And then in the middle of camp, they cut Noe Ramirez and the angels signed Noe Ramirez back. So it was, it was literally like they gave him up for nothing. And that was on top of the fact that they DFA'd, uh, Archie Bradley. Uh, so, and, and well, and not DFA, they, uh, non-tendered him. So it was a whole deal where it was like the back end of the bullpen completely opened up for Amir Garrett and Lucas Sims, who I'm very excited about. Don't get me wrong. But on the other end of the spectrum, just looking at what they did with the resources that were freed up by those moves, everybody has to squint and see, well, they signed a whole bunch of uh, non-roster invitee kind of guys. And well, you got, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I, uh, there was a little bit of something that people were talking about uh, so far as fit goes. A couple of years ago, it was kind of an infamous exchange where David Bell was attempting to pitch his best reliever, which was Iglesias, in the highest leverage situations, whether that's the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning, not necessarily just save situations. And Iglesias actually set the record for most losses by a reliever in that year, and he wasn't happy about it. In fact, in the middle of the season, he said that I am not being used correctly. And so that rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way, so they were like, all right, so when are we getting rid of this guy? Like, come on. And, and he still pitched good after that. I mean, the loss thing isn't that huge of a deal. I think we all know that wins and losses are super circumstantial when it comes to pitchers. But on the other end of the spectrum, the fact that they got nothing back for such a talented reliever is still mind-boggling. Yeah, is that kind of the same reason why you guys let Archie Bradley go too? Because I'm looking at his numbers, his splits. He had a 1.17 ERA with you guys. Granted, he only pitched seven innings, but he seems like he was pretty dynamite, uh, dynamite in his short uh, appearances with the Cincinnati Reds. So was it just because of the money situation as well with him? Yeah, I I literally think because he was due. Uh, I was looking. I think it was Spot Track. It was somebody was saying that. In arbitration, he was due to make about $5 million. And I remember when they traded for him, I'm like, dude, this guy is a legit reliever, and he's under team control. Like, this is good stuff. And then they're like, nah, we don't want to pay him. And now he's a Philly. So that worked. But um, the, the, only, the only annoying thing was they traded, um, I believe that was the deal. I'm trying to remember because there were two deadline deals last year for the Reds. They got him and they got Brian Goodwin from the Angels. And one of them sent 
I think it might have been Goodwin now that I mention it. So I'm like way off topic now. But it was the best name in the Reds farm system. And that was this Irish dude named Packy Naughton. And I was really looking forward to seeing him move through the farm system. But they traded him. And, and actually, Brian Goodwin isn't a member of the Reds either. So officially, yeah, they traded him for nothing too. So it, it's been a weird offseason. And the fact that they've started off so hot has been so big for Reds country because most Reds, most casual Reds fans were like, should I be excited about this team? And now they know the answer is yes. Yeah. And looking at your rotation entering the season, I wasn't too impressed. Honestly, I know you guys lost a couple of dudes to free agency, but I didn't think you guys outside of Luis Castillo had that great of, uh, of a rotation right now. Wade Miley, you know, he's turning back the clock a little bit. So you guys are <laughs> looking good right now in the rotation. And and that Archie Bradley trade of the D-backs did get Josh Van Meter back, who I don't That's think is a great, yeah, I don't think he's a great player, but with all the injuries in the outfield, you might see a little Van Meter this weekend, honestly, because I definitely think he's going to be starting at least one of these games. That'd be interesting to see Josh Van Meter in some of these games, to see him face his teammates that pretty much just left. I mean, the trade deadline last year was super late because the season started super late. But that's going to do it for us here today. I appreciate so much the chance to get to talk to Millard about the Diamondbacks. Like we said, they're playing in Arizona this week. They're going to, uh, the, the Diamondbacks will then revert to Cincinnati in the next couple of weeks. They're going to be here April 20th through the 22nd. So the home and home will be done by the end of, or not even the end of April. That's uh, going to be pretty quick. And just kind of the based on the way that Millard was talking about the Diamondbacks, this seems like the kind of thing that the Reds need to take advantage of this series and pad their win total. I didn't know what to do with myself during the off day yesterday. I'm so glad we have baseball back today. If you want to follow Millard for some more Arizona Diamondbacks news and takes, check out at CreatorThomas24 on Twitter. That's Millard's handle on Twitter. That's at creator thomas 24 but that's going to do it for us here today thank you so much for listening to the locked on reds podcast crossover with the locked on diamondbacks podcast and miller thomas like i mentioned at the very beginning of today's show on monday at noon i will be hosting another locker room had some weird technical issues uh earlier on thursday uh, with my locker room but we're going to do another one after the diamondback series recapping that on the Locker Room app, download it today, and join me noon Monday. Some little lunch and uh, Reds talk on the Locker Room app. But that'll do it for us here today. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. Make sure that you're following the podcast on all the many podcasting providers. And I'll talk to each and every one of you on Monday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.